Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? Saddle up your horses, Amy. We got a trail to blaze. We got a trail to blaze. I don't well know done. what you're talking about, but I do know that that's that was the second, I think, CD I ever owned. First for me. It was my really? first. Yes. Yeah. First one I ever bought. So, yeah, we're showing our age here. But yes, we are. Many of you, uh, hopefully listening to this, Kyle Behrman, good friend of the show, big Stephen Curtis Chapman fan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know a lot of you are. I, I'm a big fan. I was at uh, the crazy things that happened in Nashville. I went to a Preds game about a week and a half ago with my son, Micah. And who did the anthem? Stephen Curtis Chapman. Like oh, just random. Like just a random thing. He did the American anthem, not the Canadian anthem, which is better than the American anthem, but that's on our different pod, Anthems of the World uh, this week. Um, Musically, you yes. mean? Like no, the, I mean you... just the whole thing. It's, it's just a better. Yeah. It's just a better song. Anyway, so Stephen Curtis comes out, does the uh, does the anthem. It was pretty cool. And Mike is like, Michael looks at me and goes, who's that? Why are you so excited? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. So, but Mike is what, eight, 10? No, 10. Mike is 10. So he, no idea. Anyway, reason I start this, big congrats to friend of the pod, Stephen Curtis Chapman. I'm going out on a little bit of a limb there. 50th number one hit this past wow. week. Wow. It's got 50 number ones. Wow. So I just, you know, we, we talked a lot about Amy Grant a few months ago on here. We've talked Michael W. Smith before. So just a little, little shout out to, uh, our good buddy, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. So, 50th number one. Yeah. Big Stephen Curtis Chapman fan here. Yep. So. Some good stuff. All right. So what's, what's your uh, what's your top couple songs by Stephen Curtis? So I loved, uh, there's a song, um, When You Are a Soldier, Ooh. I think. Going that's with the deep a way, cut, huh? Yeah. That's a very early, early one. I loved that one. Um, there was one called... I will be here. Oh, man. yeah. I was going to go to that. Yeah, That's but, such a good song. But I probably love His Strength is Perfect more than Ooh. anything. Yeah, I love I love that one. And mm -hmm. then, um, oh, man, I love, like, Burn the Ships. I love, there's so many. So, so many. There's 50 of them, maybe. In fact, <laughs> so many that I love go there with you. I love, oh All right. my yeah, goodness. that's what I was going to go with. I was going to go with go there with you. I will be here. Uh, I, and honestly, the great adventure is a great song. It's just, it just yeah. got that hook. I, you can't beat listen, that hook. I love heaven in the real world. Heaven in the I real, love yeah. that. Not man. home yet. Yeah. They're so, so, so many. I mean, good and then but, Cinderella. I mean, if you're a dad of a daughter, right. And that doesn't right. just break your heart. Yeah. 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 Oh man. But, but man, I it, probably his strength is perfect. I go back to that one when I was in high school. I just loved, and I can remember playing it for my mom, and my mom tears just coming down her face mm. um, because of the words. So so good. Yep. Yep. All right. Big fan. Well, yep. Well, congrats to him. Fiftieth number one. He's sixty years old, Amy. I was going to say, like, to have fifty number one hits, you you kind of have to be up there in age. Uh, but uh, hey, Stephen, if you're uh, listening to this and want to join us on the show when we can talk about it, just have your people reach out to my people and we can make that happen. There you go. Yeah. All right. So that's it, Amy, on with the show this week. And we want to thank our sponsor each and every week here on the podcast, the brand new Baptist Press Newsletters. If you're looking to stay informed on the latest missions, discipleship, leadership, and political happenings within the SBC and the U.S., 
Look no further than the brand new Baptist Press newsletters, BP Missions, Discipleship, Leadership, and Politics. These weekly newsletters offer insightful and thought-provoking content that will deepen your understanding and strengthen your faith. You can sign up and subscribe today over at baptistpress.com slash subscribe. That's baptistpress.com slash subscribe. All right, Amy, we're jumping into it this week. South Carolina. Big announcement. Yeah, South Carolina. Tony Wolf has been named as the candidate for the South Carolina exec position. Gary Hollingsworth retiring at the end of April. And Tony Wolf, the guy they have tapped as his successor. So uh, they're going to call a meeting with a big vote on that. Yeah, so uh, Tony Wolf, as you said, he's the currently the Associate Executive Director of the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention, SBTC. And he has been, he's had 23 years of ministry experience. He's been a, a interim pastor, pastor, worship leader, Christian educator, pastoral counselor, uh, all, all of that in tech, both Texas and Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've got some meet and greet opportunities with South Carolina Baptists across the state coming in a, a few weeks. And then they will have a, a special called meeting to uh to do that yeah so the meeting is going to be monday march 20th at 1 30 p.m eastern at shandon baptist church in columbia south carolina and the meet and greets you mentioned are on march 15th 16th and 17th and those are going to be across the state so you got one in florence somerville taylor's lexington and rock hill south carolina so uh, if you're in south carolina and the great palmetto state be sure to check out one of those meet and greets with Tony. And uh, since he was a former worship leader, maybe you can ask him to sing something. I don't know. You could you could try. Yeah, Tony's going to be mad at us for bringing it up, probably. So, uh, yeah, sorry, Tony. But, uh, we're you know, the hidden talent, you know, bring it out. You got to sing for us now. So, should be good. So, uh, congrats on him on being named that candidate. That's not the only news we have of South Carolina. New folks, Jeff Robinson has been named the editor at the Baptist Courier. Yeah, so Baptist Courier is the state paper there in South Carolina. It has been going for over 150 years, so been around for a really long time. Um, and uh, Rudy Gray had retired from the Baptist Courier, so Jeff Robinson coming in. I have known Jeff Robinson for a long, yeah, I was gonna long time. Ask, yeah. I figure you knew him up in Louisville. Oh yeah, so. oh, he yeah. was there so, same time, so he moved there in two thousand. Yeah, he's yeah. he's had a couple of uh, different tenures at Southern Seminary, and that's where he's headed from Southern Seminary now. But he was also there back at the same time that that we were. And uh, in the early 2000s, and I was uh, friends and, and worked with his wife, Lisa, and uh, I think we Jeff was working there as well. So just great. He uh, also has been a sports writer, yeah. uh, managing editor of a newspaper in Andrews, North Carolina. Lots of experience, both in uh, ministry space, Southern Baptist life, and in journalism. All right. So congrats to Jeff on that. Uh, Last week's show, we talked a lot about the ARITF and their report at the SBC Executive Committee meeting uh, last Monday night by Marshall Blaylock, and uh, got some more news from the ARITF this week. After some of the announcements last week, the the task force has followed up with an FAQ and then also a video resource with Samantha Kilpatrick of Faith-Based Solutions, which is the new um, faith-based arm of Guidepost. And so those are places where people can go to sort of see uh, information about the new Ministry Check website. And then maybe some questions that people have have asked about how that's going to work. Those are some resources where you can see that. Yeah. 
So uh, check that out over at the ARITF website, linked in the Baptist Press uh, articles. And uh, yeah, you mentioned that that video, good interview with Samantha Kilpatrick uh, by Marshall Blaylock in that. So and, he- Heather, uh, and, and Heather Evans, Evans. in that yes, too. Yes, Heather Evans, yeah. Doctor Heather, yeah. Doctor Heather Evans is also in that one. I forgot uh, to mention that. So uh, check those out over at Baptist Press and the ARITF website. Got some news from our seminaries. Some really cool news here from Gateway. So they're going to fund short-term mission trips for all the students at Gateway Seminary. This is such a great thing. It's called the Go Grant, uh, and it will cover travel, housing, food, and tuition costs for one short-term mission trip for every master's and diploma student at Gateway. And, um, you know, a lot of times when people end up going uh, long-term on the mission field, they trace their calling or a, a huge pathway of their calling back to the first time they went on a short-term mission trip. And I don't know about you, Jonathan, but when I did my first one, it had a, a huge impact mm-hmm. on me. And then as we have continued um, through the years, they, they, conti- they, they do every time. Yeah. So they have short-term mission trips to Southeast Asia and Honduras planned for the spring and the summer. And next year, they figure they could offer up to 10 trips a year. As the program grows, potential destinations include countries in the Asian Pacific Rim region, South Asia, Central America, South America, North Africa, and the Middle East. They have a $2 million initial donation, and it's the largest single monetary gift and the second largest general gift the school has ever received to fund this. So uh, congrats to them over at Gateway on that. And we got some news from Southwestern where they have sold off Carroll Park, which is uh, one of their housing areas, to the city of Fort Worth for $11 million. Yeah, so uh, the Carroll Park property, it's 15 acres, and they accepted that agreement. It's coming from the Fort Worth Housing Finance Corporation. And so there's a this is a partnership that includes the city of Fort Worth and two nonprofit organizations who will manage what's called One One Safe Place and Samaritan House. Um, there they plan to use the property to provide housing for 140 vulnerable families, including victims of domestic violence and homeless members of the community. So this is a, a great use of that property yes. that is going to be happening. Yeah, it helps out the city of Fort Worth. It also is a financial shot in the arm to Southwestern in the tune of $11 million. But we've got a bigger gift, Amy. California Baptist University, home of one-sixth of the uh, podcast children here. Um, my son, go. Ethan, is at Cal Baptist. They just announced this week a $28.5 million gift the largest gift in the 73-year history of the school to rename their campus event center, which is spectacular, by the way, in honor of Dale and Sarah Ann Fowler. So it'll be the the Fowler Events Center out there on the campus of California Baptist University. Very cool. Have you talked to Ethan about that? I did. I sent that to him the other day. He was pretty pumped about that. I talked to Kent Dacus, our our good friend out there at the California Baptist University, who is uh, kind of the vice president over all the student services stuff and uh, has been working on this as well. So uh, they're they're really pumped about this, really excited about how this is going to help the university grow in the future. Uh, So congrats to uh, Kent and Dr. Ronald Ellis, the president of California Baptist University. You know, I'm just saying, Ethan goes to school there. They start getting $28 million gifts. So, you know, if, if you're listening out there and you want to get $28 million gifts, Parker graduates in four years. So just saying. That's great. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So just, just hit us up. Let us know. 
So, all right. And then finally, Amy, we round out the news this week. An update of a story a few months ago that we brought to you when Keenan Horde was arrested for sex related crimes involving minors, he has pleaded guilty to those 13 crimes. This was a story very difficult where Keenan had been youth pastor at First Baptist Church of Bentonville, Arkansas from 2018 to 2022. He was arrested back in August after uh, First Baptist Bentonville made a report to the Arkansas State Police Child Abuse Hotline. Uh, He has pleaded guilty, and then he had a hearing uh, last Friday, and uh, one of his victims gave an impact statement, as did mothers of four other victims. Um, He was ordered to register as a sex offender, not have any contact, and faces 60 years in prison, um, eligible for parole in 15 years. So uh, big. that's a, a, a big ruling and one... Um, that uh, sees justice for those victims. All right, and that's going to do it for our news this week and bring us to my favorite part of the week, This Week in SBC History. Amy, blow our minds. All right, before I start, I'm going to say one thing about last week's This Week in SBC History. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I shared, shared a timeline, and it seems like that's been helpful. Yeah, we even did a BP This Week video interview with Brandon Porter this week. Should air next week. That's right. So I think it was helpful to to people. I hope it was. Uh, but I did commit a faux pas. Yeah. In that. Well, um, that, you, that you at least no, got the timeline right. Right. The timeline was right. You just demoted the general. Right. So I and this no one has reached out to me about this. I caught it myself after we recorded before it but but as you were editing and it was dropping and i realized what i had done i just was not thinking as we were talking so i want to pay the proper respects and say that tc pinckney actually was a brigadier general not colonel he actually was a higher rank and i should have said general pinckney the whole time and i don't even know what i was thinking like i knew he was a colonel at one point though Right, right. I I knew, but I just want to give the proper respect for his rank. And so I wanted to come back and and correct that. Okay. Uh, But now that I've done that, we're going to go. Forgive us, Yes, yes. Now that I've done that, uh, we're going to go back to 1953. March 4th, big day. Dr. James Sullivan was elected Executive Secretary Treasurer of the Baptist Sunday School Board. So here's a crazy thing. Okay. He had an inauguration address that he gave. Yeah. When he was inaugurated in 1953. And I've listened to that inauguration address. Have you? Because we found the tapes. When we sold the Lifeway building, we found the reel-to-reel tapes. And they took that thing and were able to gently and carefully put that back together and digitize that. And we were able to listen to his address from 1953. Well, if they digitized it, is it posted online somewhere? I have no Can you idea. put it in the show notes? I have no idea. You I should ask. You should I, ask Taffy Hall. I, I'll, I'll see what I can do. We did it at yes. Lifeway. We didn't do it. I mean, it was the Lifeway IT guys. They found yeah. some reel-to-reel thing and were able to digitize it. I bet it you could find it because that would be pretty cool. Listen, James Sullivan, he was legendary. And... um. 
there I, I've got the the article from 1953, but also I'm going to include his uh, his obituary from Baptist Press that just gives a little a little bit more about him as well. And there was a a story that was done, not just the like obituary, but a story that was done when the building was imploded that the Sullivan Tower yeah. that I worked in. And you worked in as well yes. too, right? Were you um, in the Sullivan on Tower? eleven at one point? Yeah. yeah. So there, uh, there was a story about him after the building imploded. So I'm, I'm going to have all of that so people can learn a little bit more about him. He wrote a book that I love called Baptist Polity as I See It. I saw a tweet which, about that last week. Yeah, which I think is a great title because uh, it was just kind of a, a nice way to say like this is James Sullivan's interpretation, but you know, we ought to listen to it. Yeah, so he was president of the Sunday School Board from 1953 until he retired in 1975. And then the year after that, he was elected president of the SBC and served a one-year term. Um, so really? he was, uh, yeah, really strong legacy and um, just a, a, a really interesting man. So very big deal this week in SBC history. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. And I'll see if I can find that audio. And if okay. so, we'll, we'll link it in the I would show love notes, to so. listen to it. Yeah. I mean, this is now you listen. There's something you've heard that I haven't. Ha-ha. So, gotcha. Um, yeah. the, the weird thing is, it sounds exactly like audio from 1953. I would imagine. It, it it, does. You know, like you think Harry Truman, Eisenhower, those kind of addresses like that. That's right. exactly what it sounded like. Yeah. It was, it's just a way of, of speaking and just that, that tone. It's, it's just, it's uncanny. It all sounded like that back then. So, all right, well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? A new book that's coming out. It's not out quite yet. Um, I have pre-ordered it. Oh, is it one that I saw an article about this week? Probably not. It is from University of Virginia Press. It's called Mourning the Presidents. Oh. Loss and Legacy in American Culture. It's about how U.S. presidents were eulogized after their deaths. Well, that's usually when you do the eulogy, just throwing it out there. Right. It has 12 chapters and covers different presidents and how like, it showed kind of the, the culture of America, starting with how George Washington was mourned. And I know it seems kind of weird, but, you know, you know I love this well, stuff. Well, we, we might be doing that rather soon, unfortunately eulogizing a former president. Yeah, because we have Jimmy Carter on uh, who has was in hospice hospice been, care. Yeah. been called in. Yeah. So it's, but it's quite fascinating, I think, the the idea of it. And so I'm, I'm really intrigued. It's got... Does it talk about the Lincoln train ride or was it Lincoln that went on the train like all up and down the... As or is FDR. it FDR? FDR. Well, FDR. no, Lincoln had, there Lincoln was a train, too. there was a, a train, there was a book that I read about FDR's okay. funeral train, but yes, Lincoln, there was a, a train. So it talks about George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, um, Andrew Jackson, Zachary Taylor, Lincoln, Andrew Johnson, Theodore Roosevelt, Herbert Hoover, Franklin Roosevelt, John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan, and George H.W. Bush. Andrew Johnson. That's an interesting inclusion. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, going to be intrigued. To see, that did what, not expect that. One. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's included because of the just how vitriolic things were surrounding his presidency. I don't know that, that. How did that influence the eulogies and stuff? That chapter is um, Andrew Johnson's North Carolina legacy: how a Southern capital remembers its native son. 
because um, he's from here, but he actually was living in East Tennessee and he's buried in East Tennessee. So that's kind of going to be very curious to me. So huh. anyway, just if you're a history buff like me, I know a lot of people were into a, a Twitter thread this week that had all the presidents. Spectacular. With, uh, if, as if they had mullets, which was. And were cool. Fabulous. It especially was because, I mean. The Lyndon Johnson one, it was pretty looked incredible. Looked like Bono. Looked like yeah, Bono. It did. It did look like Bono. Um, I didn't hear. I heard that from not just you, from uh, an, another friend too. But I, I want to give. I want to give a shout out. You know, Lyndon Johnson had kind of a mullet going on toward the end of his life. When he left the presidency, yeah. he went uh, went back to Texas, sort of grew his hair out, and had a. Uh, was, senior citizen long hair thing going. So he had a, his own little mullet. Uh, but somebody, Luke Holmes, I think, put on there that I would rather see a Twitter thread of the first ladies with mullets. There was some, there's some interesting hairstyles among the first ladies as well. A couple of them that might be sort of mullet-ish. But uh, anyway. Don't say that about Jackie. That wasn't thinking about Jackie Kennedy. So, but I won't. I, I'll I'll save that for my other podcast. Well, what's funny is like like start. two or three weeks ago we had uh, the presidents as Pixar characters. Remember that, right? Yeah. And then we got the presidents with mullets. I mean, the the AI and auto generated you know imagery is giving us some of the greatest content ever. And and I think the single greatest Twitter thread I've ever seen this past week. That was just it was spectacular. And Joe Biden looked like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Hunter was trending on Twitter. Because of that tr- that thread. There you go. So spectacular. Wow. All right. Yeah. My resource right, of the week is uh, related to the annual meeting. Most of your resources are related to the annual meeting now. Yes, they are, Amy, because it's just uh, around 100 days away. Did you realize that? I didn't. You know, I'm not going, so it's not as... That hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It, it doesn't... It hurts. It, it's, it's not the same for me this year. It's about 100 days until my son's high school graduation. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Because it is 100 days from the annual meeting and pastor's conference as of us recording this. So if you're listening to it on the day that it releases, it's 100 days away. So that's that's kind of crazy. We're into the double digits heading to the weekend. We're, we're down from three digits to two. So, uh, okay. But the Send Network Luncheon. Send Lunch at... The annual meeting this is a huge deal. Monday of the pastor's conference, always one of the biggest and hottest tickets, hardest tickets to get. And they're like halfway gone. So you got to hurry up and get your tickets now. Like they announced them this week. And then the first day snapped up half of them right away. If you're coming to New Orleans, get your tickets now for the Send Network Luncheon. Uh, it's going to be a great thing again. You know, Nam does this every year. going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get. As far as like, um, you know, swag, it's kind of the famous thing. But right. at the same time, you never know what you're going to get in entertainment or the the program because we've, we've had different things and it's just been a, a really fun event, encouraging, energizing, and, uh, you know, kind of gets the week started off on a, on a positive note, really gets right. everybody kind of pulling in the same direction. So check that out, the, uh, the Sin Network Luncheon on Monday at the annual meeting and pastor's conference and uh, be down in New Orleans next week. In fact, doing some prep work for that. So looking forward to that, meeting some folks down there, a bunch of signage stuff to deal with next week. So making sure everything's good to go. But uh, we're we're excited about that. And we're excited to see everybody in New Orleans, except Amy, because apparently a high school graduation for her youngest son is more important than hanging out with us in New Orleans. 
I think it's good for me to go on record, especially if he ever listens to this. Yes, it is more okay. important. All right. Just checking. So, Just yeah. checking. I said apparently, I wanna, and it apparently is. I, I want to be abundantly clear Crystal about clear that. Crystal clear on that. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. All right. Well, hey, that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, we got a lot coming up as we get closer to the annual meeting. Be sure to check out the road to New Orleans each and every week over at uh, sbcannualmeeting.net. And also, all right, we're, we're recording this Thursday night late because yep. we had to wait until a verdict came in, Amy. And oh boy! I, I know you've been enraptured by the Alec Murdoch trial. I have been trial. so interested in that trial, and, and I have uh, been so clueless about that trial. Right, right. So, uh, even though Hillary, between two of us, who who among us has been to the courthouse? You have. Yes, you you went by there, um, but yeah, our. Uh, a friend, Hillary, who works with you at the EC, used to work with me. She and I have been following it like crazy and set up a group text with you just to give each other updates about the trial to bother you. And, it doesn't um, bother me. It just confuses the heck out of me because it's like, it's like you're talking in code. That was part of the point. I feel like it's like the Apache code talkers and I don't have a clue what's going on around here. Yeah. So, so World War II history uh, nugget it, for you there. It, it was very shocking that the verdict came back so quickly, less than yeah. three hours. Yeah. Really, really crazy. And of course, when that happens, you realize. Pretty uh, open this, and shut. Yeah, we're pretty sure what this is going to be. So very, very interesting. All right. But. Well, very cool. Hey, it's funny. I just, uh, we're finishing up the recording. I just got a text from my son who is sitting courtside at the Fowler Event Center. For some CBU basketball tonight. So, well, very cool. He just sent me, he's like, hey, we're courtside tonight. So, I don't know how they landed that instead of the, you know, the big donors, but um, here we are. That's a lot of fun. So, it looks like a women's basketball game. So, thanks for joining us, everybody. Amy, I'll see you next week. See you next week. Mm-hmm.